Oh my god, it's Halloween. Wish I had a friend with me. Every year I'm all alone. I have no reason to leave my home. Bought a costume that's really funny. But why dress up if I have nobody? Lonely Halloween! It's a lonely Halloween. Lonely Halloween! No one hears me scream. Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Loners League podcast. It's your host, Wolfman27. And we're going to get right into it today. I spoke with Phonet this past Saturday. So, of course, this is before all of the last week's action had gone through. So we might be completely off base in some of the things we talk about during our conversation. But we talked for a very long time. So I'm trying to get past this intro part as quick as possible so we can get right into it. So let's just start with the... Rankings. All right, this week's power rankings are brought to us once again by Koi's 302, and here we go. Disclaimer. Because I'm lazy and forgetful, these rankings were written during the second half of the Sunday afternoon games and reflect the majority of those games. Once again, sorry to everyone who I rank lower than they probably should be. Also, I'm ranking teams in tiers compared to current NFL teams. The first tier is the 2021 New York Giants tier. I'd be shocked to see the teams in this tier make the playoffs. They can certainly give decent teams a scare from time to time, much like Danny Dimes and the Giants do, but at the end of the day, these just aren't great football teams. And number 12, Aaron T4. Injuries certainly have not been kind to this team, but even without any injuries, this team just isn't all that good. Chase was a great pick and should be a nice keeper for two years. But really, the rest of the roster, Green, Ruggs, Davis, Hilton, Beasley, etc., all just screams mediocrity. And having to flex both DJ Dallas and Alex Collins in the same week is never a good position to be in. Probs should be looking to flip Hertz or Allen for some help because no use in keeping them both. Number 11, J.M. Pincus. The good on this team, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Rodgers, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, and Justin Jefferson. The bad, just about everything else. Just looking at the starters this week, Miles Sanders sucks because both Jalen Hurts and the OC are both incompetent. And yikes, he just got hurt. Hardman has never been good. Lockett sucks without Wilson. For some reason, Robbie Anderson has been terrible this year despite getting targets. And as someone relying on Booker in a few leagues, I never feel comfortable doing so, and his time of relevance may be up after this week. And the bench is just full of guys who had potential at some point, but are doubtful to remotely contribute again this year, like Mack, Sermon, Tyson Williams, etc. At number 10, we have JDGG. This team has some solid pieces. Zeke, Deontay Johnson, Pittman, and Cup are all really good. I really like Bateman to have a nice second half of the year as well. But outside of Zeke, the RB core is barren. Herbert has been a nice fill-in, but he most likely won't be relevant for much longer with Monty coming back soon. And A.J. Dillon and Le'Veon Bell obviously aren't exactly stars at the moment. CEH is on IR and could be back in a few weeks, but he's been mediocre at best this year. The receivers give this team a chance to win every week. The RBs are why it will not make the playoffs. 
With a healthy ETN, this team could be a contender, but alas, it is not. Also, why is this team rostering three QBs? Drop one and take a chance on some lottery ticket RB, for God's sake. Number 9. Jambrosa I thought this team would be quite good in the preseason, which should show all I know about fantasy football. But A-Rob being the biggest non-injury bust has not helped. Gibson and Hawk both have underperformed, relatively speaking, as well. So this team is kind of reliant on Ridley and Adams to have monster games each week to carry it to victory. Oh, and I guess Tom Brady is kind of cool, too. A part of me wanted to rank this team up a tier because it at least has a path to relevancy. Ridley and Adams remain top wide receivers. Hawk and Gibson have slightly better second halves. Javante Williams breaks out, and the Bears decide to start throwing to A-Rob again. But still, an uphill battle. Next tier, the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs tier. At number 8, Fisher Sports. Coming into the season, the Chiefs were expected to be elite and a lock to make the playoffs. With the combination of horrible defense and Mahomes being unlucky at a historic level, the Chiefs are 3-4 and four and only plus 155 to miss the playoffs with a brutal schedule remaining. Likewise, Fisher was almost unanimously the top-voted team in the league. But after some, and by some I mean many, unfortunate injuries, Fisher is also on the outside looking in. Much like the Chiefs, his team is still uber-talented, and with some luck and people getting healthy, Fisher has a shot at playoffs, and if he makes it, will be one of the top contenders. But it's still much bleaker than it was to start the year. The third tier is the 2021 Colts tier. I personally think the Colts have an outside shot at the playoffs. They are a flawed team, sure. But the AFC is weak, and after the top teams, they've kept it close against the Ravens, the Rams, and Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Wentz is having a sneaky good year, and Taylor is obviously a stud, and the defense is solid. This is a decent team that I expect to beat the 49ers tonight and to have a decent shot at the playoffs. Number 7, Sibley the best. As I'm writing this, it looks like Sibley will fall short against me this week but he did have three separate players throw a passing touchdown in the first five or so minutes, which is very impressive. At this point, his team can be summed up with Eckler and Henry are good, which is cool. Uh, the other thing I like about this team is that compared to the teams I ranked 12 through 9, there's actually a semblance of depth here. Everyone on this roster can contribute week to week, and assuming Eckler and Henry are the studs that they are, those depth pieces could sneak Sibley into the playoffs. Next up, we have the 2021 Raiders tier. This tier is reserved for teams that have a pretty good record at the moment and may make the playoffs, but in reality, unless things go their way, are not serious contenders. Number 6, J-Mart. Looks like the Raiders are going to be 5-2 after this week after beating up on the helpless Eagles. Likewise, it looks like J-Mart will be getting at least one, if not two, wins against a helpless Fisher Sports team, making him either 10-4 or 9-5, and in a solid spot to make the playoffs. But do we really feel confident in either team come playoff time? I certainly don't. Maybe the Raiders pull off a first round upset, but let's not kid ourselves. They won't win a Super Bowl. Likewise, J-Mart's team is not bad by any means, but outside of Lamb and Godwin, that wide receiver core is really, really, really weak, and I don't think Chubb and Fournette is enough to carry a team. So in short, probably a playoff team given where it's at in the standings, but one I'd be shocked to see win at all. Number 5, Fonette. So this may be harsh. I originally had Fonette at 2, but after looking at his team, it's just not the second best team. In fact, I think his record heading into this week was a bit deceiving and covered up for some pretty glaring flaws. 
To rewind a second, this team's not bad, and frankly, I'd be surprised if it missed the playoffs. Najee and Kamara are a stud RB core. Mahomes should turn it around, Tyreek Hill is a stud, and Gesicki's really broken out the last few weeks. But let's ask ourselves, how good is this team really? Behind those players I mentioned, you have Callaway, Ayuk, Patrick, Edwards, Slayton, Chenault, Antonio Brown at wide receiver. So Fonette will have to start two of those guys. Patrick will be irrelevant when Judy's back. Callaway sucks. Edwards and Slayton are both inconsistent performers at best. Antonio Brown is usually out there for only three wide receiver sets and plays barely over 50% of snaps, so you gotta rely on big plays with him. Chenault's a consistent 6-9 to nine points a week, nice, which is okay, but won't get the job done come playoff time. This is a solid playoff team, don't get me wrong. And one I may have ranked above no sleep or myself if I did the tiers differently, but fifth best in the league feels fair to be honest. Next up, the 2021 Bengals tier. So, uh, when is it time to talk about the Bengals as a serious Super Bowl contender? They blew out the Ravens, probably should have beaten the Packers, and the AFC feels wide open this year. I feel like people still think the Bengals are behind the Ravens, Titans, and Bills, and even the Chiefs, and maybe that's true, but this team has dark horse potential. However, would we be shocked if they collapse and miss the playoffs? I sure wouldn't. Likewise, these next two teams are our league's dark horses, who I also wouldn't be surprised to see miss the playoffs. Number 4. No Sleep Tonight I like this team. Swift and Mixon are studs. Woods, Renfro, Brown, and Diggs are four quality receivers. Quez and Singletary are decent depth, and Daryl Williams will be a contributor for the immediate future. Tannehill and Waller are a good QB and tight end combo. The lack of running back depth worries me a bit, but if this team remains healthy, I definitely think it's a dark horse to win it all. This team name is true. It is pretty good for 11 out of 12. Number 3. Coy's 302. My team is good. Jones, Henderson, Harris is a solid running back-wise, although the Packers refusing to run is a bit annoying. A.J. Brown, Evans, Julio, and Sanders are very solid wide receiver-wise, although Julio needs to pick it the fuck up. And Devonta Smith, Higgins, and Drake are solid depth. Higby's okay, and Stafford's very solid. Not the sexiest team, but it's solid. Not bad for a bunch of Southern boys. The 2021 Packers tier. Number 2, Wolfman27. Despite Wolfman really trying to undersell both his fantasy team and the Green Bay Packers, they both are actually quite good. Like, what the fuck, Wolf? This team is nice. Stop trying to downplay it. Cooks, Moore, McLaurin, Allen, Judy, that's a pretty wild wide receiver core. Gaskin, Patterson, and Cook is a nice, albeit unsexy, running back core. But add Dak in there, and goddamn, this team's good. Ertz is still a bit of a worry, but I think the trade to the Cardinals helps, and that's being nitpicky. The 2021 Titans tier. Ignoring a week one loss to the great Arizona Cardinals, the Titans have been very solid, and after beating the Chiefs and Bills in back-to-back weeks, definitely are one of the teams to beat in the AFC. Likewise, the team below is the team to beat in our league. Alright, now this is Wolfman cutting in for a second because I just need to point out how the Titans did still lose to the Jets before those back-to-back wins over the Bills and Chiefs. I will probably say it's a fluke, but just had to point that out. Alright, back to Coy's. Number one, Adam Jeffrey. I was harsh on this team the last time I did power rankings. I said it was overrated, would fall off, etc. Well, I was wrong. 
this team's good. My complaint before was this team's running backs were weak, and I could not have been more wrong. Edmonds, Gordon, McKissick, Jacobs, Carter doesn't have a true stud, but has a ton of depth and a lot of solid backs. And that's not even counting Dearness Johnson, who had a great week, and Gainwell, who looks to be a contributor going forward with Miles Sanders having gone down. Wide receiver-wise, Metcalf, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, Adam Thielen, that's kind of wild. Oh, and then add in Kelsey and Lamar. This team is very, very good. I was very, very wrong before. That will do it for this week's Power Rankings. Thanks again, Coys, for now the third time this season putting those together. I'm sure we'll be hearing from you in a week or so. Now, before moving on here, we're just going to do a very brief recap of what happened this past week, uh, touching on solely the highlights. And I'm just going to start selfishly with my own match against No Sleep tonight because a tragedy unfolded on Sunday. We heard early that Darren Waller had an injury to his ankle and was a game-time decision. No Sleep had some plans on Sunday. He was out and about. I tried I tried my hardest to warn him multiple times about Waller being declared out shortly before the game started. Unfortunately, he checked right after kickoff, and Waller got locked in his lineup, giving him a zero points at the tight end position. I went on to win by .74 points. So clearly, if he started almost any other tight end, he would have won. And to make matters worse... Our matchup ended up being the median score. So he lost to the median by 0.37. So we have no sleep tonight coming away with two losses on the week by a total of about one point. So thoughts and prayers go out to no sleep tonight. I apologize for the heartbreaking loss, but it'll probably add to your adversity through your journey through the rest of the season. And I still think you have a great team going forward. Both of us now sit at 7-7. Seven and seven. Adam Jeffrey continued his dominance with a huge convincing win over his fellow Seahawks fan, J.D. Gigi, putting Adam Jeffrey back into first place with a 10-4 record, and J.D. Gigi falls to 5-9. J.M. Pinkus continues his solid run as he picks up a win over the previous number one team in Phonet, who put up a measly 105 points with a terrible Chiefs performance. So J.M. Pincus moves up to 7-7, seven and seven, while Fonette falls down to 10-4, and four, just behind Adam Jeffrey. Sibley was hurt more than usual, with a lot of untimely bye weeks to go along with the rest of his injuries on his team, so he was easily taken out by Kois, who, for the first time in what feels like forever, also got a win over the median. So Kois moves up to 7-7, seven and seven, and Sibley moves down to 6-8. and Jamar picks up a win over Fisher Sports, but Fisher put up a good matchup this week. He was able to beat the median, so he comes away with a 5-9 and record on the season, and Jamar is now at 10-4 and with Adam Jeffrey and Fonet, further securing himself in the top three teams. Then finally, Jambrosa gets back on track. He gets both the win over Aaron T4 and the win over the median, bringing him back up to 5-9 and nine and in the mix, and dropping Aaron T4 to 5-9. and nine. So it's still a very, very close race. The trade deadline will be coming up in Week 10, so we might be seeing some trades start to fly within the next coming weeks. As for this week, we don't have any to cover, but we do have some waiver transactions. As mentioned during the power rankings, Miles Sanders was hurt this week, 
Um, and Adam Jeffrey, known to always have the backups before waivers run, had Kenneth Gainwell. So but that left just Boston Scott. Aaron T4 really needing some depth. Ended up putting in a huge bid of $30 on Boston Scott, probably more than needed to be spent. And time will tell how much they actually use Scott because it's sounding now like Jordan Howard will be taking some snaps as well. So hopefully for Aaron T4's sake, Scott will still get enough playing time to see some sort of flex-worthy relevance. Jambrosa also picks up running back Brandon Bolden for just $13. Now this pickup, I really honestly, I hate the Patriots running backs, but uh, for $13 and for the depth Jambrosa has on his team for running back, which is almost none, I like this pickup a lot. There's really not a lot of other options for him on waivers. Other than that, we have... Adam Jeffrey picking up Daniel Jones to fill in for Lamar on his bye. We've got Fonet taking a shot with Equinemius St. Brown since all of the Packers receivers are on COVID. I also grabbed Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who is currently on IR but may be active in time for the game, so we'll see on that. Uh, Fisher grabs Nelson Aguilar for free after I dropped him earlier in the week. Uh, Aaron T4 grabs tight end Uzama. And Jambrosa also picks up Randall Cobb. Okay. That'll cover everything in the intro, so let's get on to Phonet. In fact, I think I hear him now. And with me now, all the way from Australia, is the one and only Phonet. How are you doing this morning for me and this night for you? I'm good, man. Uh, thanks for getting up for me. Oh, of course. Anytime. How could I not? Thanks for staying awake. Yeah, we're getting close to bedtime, but that's right. We'll, we'll keep the energy levels high and we'll <laughs> give the people what they want. I'm going to get your adrenaline rushing right before bed and you won't be able to sleep. Well, I got a, I got a drink. I'm ready to go. You know. <laughs> oh, there we go. That we're gonna get prime phone at here. <laughs> Depends how long we keep going. That's true. It's true. So, have you been up to anything uh, cool recently? Like anything new with the family or? Oh God, no, I don't think so. Um, oh, see, this is when you get an insight into my tedious domestic life. No, no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, uh, we went, I uh, went down south recently for a little holiday with, with the kid but nothing i haven't been anywhere like all the borders are closed here like you know um so nothing too exciting at all what about you i mean it makes you feel better i work from home so i pretty much almost never leave the place but we have been able to at least see some friends after moving and illinois has been uh better at like well comparison to wisconsin it's more rural right. in wisconsin and they didn't really care as much Right. About, you know, the right. pandemic and everything. So it hasn't been too bad out here. It's been nice to be able to connect with some friends and stuff. Uh, the reason we couldn't record this morning for you and last night for me is because we had just gone out to the movies with some friends. We um, were doing this spooky movie night, like throughout all oh, cool. of September and October. My one friend has uh, this like man cave in his basement where he bought this giant projector screen. So we've been able mm. to just watch it on there and like in the dark. So it's even spookier. And, what have you um, been watching? 
Well, the most recent ones were were Halloween. So we watched the original Halloween and the one that came out in 2018 because then there's the new one that just came out, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, which was a direct mm-hmm. sequel to the one from 2018. So that's the one we went and saw last night. And honestly, pretty good. I had never really watched any of the horror slasher movies before. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of what you would expect. Um, you don't really expect people to make smart decisions or anything, but... It was suspenseful right. and it was scary and it was cool to see in the theater. Have you ever been into any of those types of movies? No, I, it's a huge gap in my film literacy that because when I was a kid, I was, I was just not into it, I, you know, quite easily scared. And um, I've never really caught up, but recently I've, I've tried to fill some of those gaps. So I've never seen the Halloweens. I've never seen, Friday the 13th I've never seen the Freddy Krueger any of that stuff I haven't seen yeah last year um last year I watched both of those Ari Aster films you know the um Hereditary and Midsommar have you seen those ones yeah I haven't seen Hereditary yet which I heard is really good but I we did just watch Midsommar as one of the movies and it was more of a slow burn but and at first I was like, not sure how I felt about it. But then I was like, wait, I'm still thinking about this, like throughout the next that, week. So that was my experience. Too. <laughs> it stays in your head. Like it's, oh, it's sort of unpleasant in a, in a way that I had never, because most horror films are quite like the color palette is quite dark and it's sort of sinister in quite a standard way. But this one is like bathed in light and it's just, it, it's just, oh, I don't know yeah. what it is about that film, man. I, oh, I'm not going to watch it again, but it's <laughs> it keeps replaying in my head, that's for sure. That's the thing. And that was one of the nights my wife couldn't make it to the movie night. And now I'm debating. I'm like, I don't really feel like I need to watch it a second time because it is so long. But I'm, I also well, I, feel like she needs to see it at least once. <laughs> well, that's funny because I, I started watching with my wife and it got to the bit where, I don't want to spoil it, but it's quite early on where they discover the sister do you remember that yeah. that awful bit? Yeah. And and she was like, she just tapped out then. She said, I'm not watching. This is horrible. And they hadn't even gotten to the real meat of the piece. So I ended up ended watching it by myself. And that was a bad, bad choice. <laughs> it focuses a I, lot on the main character being feeling alone and by yourself. So then you're watching. That's right. <laughs> but I did. I I I was tech. I texted with Sibley at the time, going, "I'm watching this film," and he'd seen it before. So. Um, at least I got somebody to go. Oh, oh this is. Oh. Anyway, been nice so, to be, um, be FaceTimed in and kept you company. <laughs> well, so yeah, I'm slowly building on my horror literacy. I watched, you know, that one Us as well. That Jordan yeah. Peele. Yeah, that, I really like that one. Did you and watch Get that? Out. Get Out too. Yeah, those are both yeah. very good. I really enjoyed yeah. those. I um I was also never into. I don't know if I even mentioned this before in the past Halloween episodes, but um. I never used to be into horror, but then I took a literature literature class in college mm-hmm. and mm. it, all of them were different, just different genres. And I just happened to get the horror genre. So we watched like a lot of horror movies, read a lot of horror novels and just learned about the genre. And I've been way more interested in it since then. Yeah, right. Oh, Probably my favorite well, class in college had nothing to do with my major. So what are your recommendations? What do I watch next? I don't know, man. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> well i'll narrow it down I, d- I don't like the slasher stuff i don't okay. i don't like that but something um you know just intense and spooky and, and then... well, have you ever seen like the original conjuring because that one's pretty good no i haven't seen that okay 
Yeah, kind is that from the sixties? Is that how old is that film? It's not. It's um somewhere in the two thousands. I don't remember. They've oh okay. What am I thinking of? Now. The haunting, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Possibly, but um, yeah, that one's that one's pretty good. It's based on, you know, obviously loosely based on true story. Like the main characters were actual people that would go and to people's houses to investigate. Um, right. Extra. I was gonna say extracurricular. <laughs> Uh, what's the word of like we're supernatural, not extracurricular? Yep. Paranormal, yeah. Paranormal activity there, that too. And that um, did you ever see Quiet Place? I did, yeah. Yeah, that was all right. I thought it was a fun one. I was sad I yeah. didn't see the original one in theaters because I feel like that'd be a way cooler experience. Mm-hmm. But um those are the two off the okay. top of my head, I guess. I've seen right, others, that's but you put me on spot and I was just blanking. That, that, that's good. That's good. How about your kids? Are they into the slasher films? <laughs> uh, a bit young for that. Well, you'd be surprised because my wife is an elementary school teacher and she had first graders trying to spoil the end of Halloween to her. That's interesting. Yeah. We um, we had a note home from our kids' school saying that they noticed a lot of kids were playing squid games at the playground. That too. The, the, yeah. That's she sent me a video of the kids during recess playing red light, green light. And whenever they got out, they all pretended to be shot down and die. <laughs> well, that was the bit that didn't make sense. Cause the, they're supposed to be kids games. And I sort of thought, well, as long as they're not shooting each other at the end, but obviously they are. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. That's, it was funny to watch it, but it was also like, you really shouldn't be, knowing any of those references you're 10 yeah or maybe yeah, not no, even it's... 10 they're like what six at that age at first grade and yeah right yeah it's a bit scary isn't it yeah but yeah let's move on then the fantasy then we'll go from the horror fantasies to the football fantasies <laughs> the horror season yeah yeah I, what do you think about your season so far now you're you have first place all to yourself i know i can't complain can i and um yeah, I'm first place in this league and in the Dynasty League. So, so I'm doing something right. Um, well, I ho- I'm hoping I- to dethrone you in the Dynasty League eventually. <laughs> yeah, I think it's only a matter of time with that one. Um, but no, I've been pleased with how it's, it's going so far. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with my team. It, it's a bit, a bit top-heavy, as you've mentioned in previous podcasts. But it's And I'm a, in a bit of trouble this week. But um, Aren't we all? I've, I've been on a bit of a tear, so that's good. Um, what about you? How are you feeling? I'm overall happy with my team, but I'm going to get into more of a hole now because I don't expect to win this week with all the buys and everything. But mm-hmm. I'm happy Jerry Judy is expected to be back soon. So then I feel like after this week, I can actually feel the full starting lineup I'm happy with. But um, yeah. My receivers just the past couple of weeks in a row now just forgot how to play football and yeah. dropped me from five and uh, actually before that, yeah, I was five and three. Now I'm five and seven. It it really with with the median it really gets away from you, doesn't it? If you have a couple of bad weeks, it does. But then you see see it happen the opposite way. Like with Aaron T four, he went from one and mm. seven to five and seven. So I just have to try and think of that. It kind of just messes with your mind though when you see that huge loss total. You're like, oh shoot, it's over for me. Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling about the median thing? You liking it? So far, yeah, I'm still feeling it out. Um, right now everyone's pretty much dead even. I'd say the one that's been hurting the most is uh 
Jambrosa probably. I mean, he <laughs> has been scoring lowly too, though, but like just in general, but he's also just had such a massive onslaught of points against him from his head to head matchup that he doesn't even get a shot in that regard. He's but, got like 900 points against him, doesn't he? Or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, 908 points, which uh, is yeah, that's... more than anyone has scored on the season. So yeah. that, that sucks. He's so he's down at three and nine. So my, I guess my main concern with it is, and when I've been watching it is, does it make people get pushed out too early or does it actually allow for more swing? Like, I don't want people to feel like they're out of the competition, yeah. you know, before the trade deadline even passes. So yeah. right now still feeling it out, but, um, with ten and two record, you got to be feeling pretty okay about it. Yeah, well, I've I've been really lucky that that the past few weeks I've won two points every time. So, um, yeah, no, it's making me feel good. But um, I can see, you know, things can change very quickly. So at least it keeps you on your toes. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's the the main idea of it. And I mean, Sibley has been doing okay too there he's at six and six i thought for sure after all of his injuries that he was going to be in bigger of a hole but derrick henry is way bigger than that oh, hole. <laughs> yeah he's um he's just punching a hole through that hole isn't he um yeah no simply's doing fine but he's 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 not half whinging about it is he jeez <laughs> <laughs> but can we even go one day without you mentioning it <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a bit upset with me about the um, uh, Tyreek James Robinson juju trade for a while, and I think now he started to see that actually it wasn't that bad. Um, well, now that they're actually using James Robinson the way they should, it's yeah, it's been a little better. It just does suck that Juju got hurt, and even before he was hurt, I mean, Big Ben was his quarterback. So, well, yeah, I think my logic with picking Juju was right. Like, I, I, I felt that the Ben was just gone and he was just going to throw those tiny slot um, throws, but I didn't realize his, his arm was so far gone that he could only throw to the running back. So um, yeah, so that's a bit of a shame, but, um, but no, I think James Robinson for Tyreek Hill straight up is still a pretty good deal. So um, yeah. Yeah. For you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's got, but he's in a good spot where he actually could, move Derrick Henry because he'll still have Eckler and Robinson then but he just yeah. has to make sure he gets a lot for Derrick Henry oh, and then yeah. he'll be for sure in the playoff race because it's what it's third round next year isn't it for Henry I think yeah can, which is absolutely insane you, I think he just needs to wait a little bit for a couple of people to be out of contention and then go yeah what about next year you don't need this amazing running back now um, we all know Fisher's gonna go for him yeah, but Fisher will offer, you know, some bench trash and, you know, <laughs> something like, you found in my pocket. three tight ends that I have. Yeah, and I've picked up Keenan Cole off the waiver wire just to trade him to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty accurate. Mm. But what about your Steelers? I mean, they can't be too much fun to watch. Well, the, I mean, when they beat the Bills at the start of the year, I was like, oh, this is... Well, this is the team I wasn't expecting to see. And then, yeah, it just became, oh, they're just so dire to watch. And if TJ Watt wasn't in that team, there wouldn't be anything to watch at all. Like, I'm so, so mad that, that the Packers don't have TJ Watt still. I wanted him in the draft before he was as awesome as he already is. But yeah. that's when we took Kevin King, who I 
infamously complain about every single Sunday. <laughs> hey, look, it's um, it's it's turned out well, but um, but they've paid him enough now. So anyway, there's and but the defense is not nearly as good as it was last year. Um, yeah, I was expecting it to be way better, which would help out the offense a little bit more. Well, I think I think Bud Dupree was a really important part of it. Um, after all, so um, and yeah, I think the cornerbacks just don't, you know. What do you um, say, Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers next year? Well, they keep saying that, but I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I wouldn't dare to dream. <laughs> I don't want him to leave, but I'm I'm just gonna enjoy him while we have him here. And if he does go to the Steelers, I'll root for them with you. I'll still root for the Packers, okay. but. If he's in the AFC, that's, that's, it makes it easier to root for both of them. Well, that's true. And yeah, he certainly seems to be in an odd mood, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but yeah. He's, he's definitely yeah, playing awesome. to win this year. You can tell. It was funny, like seeing everyone's reactions after week one, like, oh, he's clearly just throwing it to screw over the Packers. And I'm like, no, he's, <laughs> if you ever listen to anything that Rodgers has said in any interview, he is way too competitive to just, completely sabotage the team he's gonna play to win whenever he's playing and it's a strange form of motivation isn't it too because he he clearly sort of hates the team but (laughs) will do anything he can to get them that championship so yeah um, well yeah he i don't know because it hasn't been made like exclusively clear if he hates just gutenkunst the gm if he hates mark mm -hmm. murphy the president if he hates both of them but he appears he doesn't have any issues with his teammates, he doesn't have any issues with the coaching staff, like him and Matt LaFleur are great buddies. So, mm. I, I mean, there were rumors about him saying he wanted Gutenkunst fired, but I don't know if that was actually ever true or not. Right. So we'll see. And if he's not well, here next season, I mean, I won't be shocked, but I'll be disappointed. Now I'll have an extra game I have to watch every week too. Well, there you go. You can do the uh, game in 40 or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what are you thinking about the um, other changes to the league? So we had the, because we've recently brought up the depth changes, um, how we had mm-hmm. the extra bench spot, the extra flex spot, which I think is fun. I don't mind it being um, less people on waivers because I'm one of the mm-hmm. guys that likes to hoard. I like to just hoard as many players as possible, but that's also an mm-hmm. issue for people that have a ton of injuries. So I get the other argument. I know you're yeah. usually on the the other side of the fence where you like there to be more options on waivers, I think. I think so. I, I'm enjoying playing it like this. But, yeah, if we were to vote, I would probably say I, I would take away one of the wide receiver slots, I think. I think I'd keep the flex and only have two. True. That's receivers. another alternative, too, is you could keep the six bench spots, take away a wide receiver spot, so you have two wide receiver, two running back, two flex. Yeah, and, um, I reckon that that might be good. Yeah, we'll um, revote just because once everyone plays through a whole season and gets a feel for it, they can tell if they actually really like it or if they really don't like it. And I'm fine really either way. I'll adapt to whatever it is as long as I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good to play slightly differently every season, you know, because. Yeah, that's what you can do in a in a redraft or a keeper league is you keep, don't have to be too afraid to train, change the rules, because like in a dynasty, if you were to do that, then um it's like kind of screws you over from the whole past however many years of planning that you're doing yes. based off of the old rules. 
That's right. Yeah, I am keen to get rid of those five IR spots in the dynasty, though. But yeah, it it <laughs> I have to message JMP because I didn't want to do it just without. I know he somewhat said he's okay with reducing it, but then like there wasn't anything done because he's the main commissioner in that league. I'm there as a co-commissioner. I could reduce him, but um, we didn't really get a whole. I think consensus. this season, this season we'll have to keep it. I think, but um, I think there, there's still a little bit of covidian stuff that a longer ir might be helpful for, but um yeah it just means that there's literally nothing on that waiver wire um or yeah. almost nothing but, um, yeah, yeah that that's bound to happen in dynasty too more so than but this looking a lot like our keeper league <laughs> waiver wire though as far as options go <laughs> especially this week yeah and whenever I look up a player, oh, he must be on the waiver wire. It's always Adam Jeffrey who's got him. Yeah, like he had Dearness Johnson already. I didn't even notice he yeah. picked him up. <laughs> he knows something. He knows something. He's he's better at predicting the future than we are. It could be. Yeah. Oh well. But he's probably yeah, he's probably have a go at that this week too, for tradition's sake, huh? Predicting the future. So, predictions. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, that was a segue. I didn't pick it up. Okay, <laughs> but, it's okay. okay. No, you're just too, you're too subtle for me. I don't think I'm going to win this week. I've got. I've already had Tim Patrick lay two points on me. Yeah, so. This is the first week I started Tim Patrick in any league, and then he goes out and does that. Oh, he's been so reliable, and then yeah, never mind. The one week you have to play him. Yeah. Well, and then Judy will be back, and he just won't have any value at all i think it's safe to say that uh you won't be the worst manager of the week though because you really have no options on your bench that's true i think you'll find it's least efficient manager <laughs> sure okay <It's> sleeper <laughs> so yeah no that's i think but i think a lot of people are in that position are you quite affected by buys i haven't looked at yours uh yeah I, you know dalvin cook and ah. dalvin cook Dak prescott keenan allen oh and keenan allen Oh, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah, but then what's going to happen is because I'm starting Miles Gaskin, he's going to get two points max, and yep. I'll have someone like Ramondre Stevenson go off for like 30 on my bench, and then I'll get yeah. worse managers, so then Coys and I can continue to just switch off between each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's a shame. It's we should Maybe we should make it the one who just gets the lowest points has to do the – because that seems to vary a bit more. Well, that's going to have to go to a vote, as everything has to go to a vote. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> the the person point. scoring the lowest points every week is going to be like, wait, no, not me. No, yeah. That's well, the one thing I'm like, that's true. And I do want some power rankings from you. So I need you to try a little bit less hard at some point so you can do some power rankings for us. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I'll, um, I'll put all my good guys on the bench one week. Maybe when I play you, that'll be good. Yeah, that's not collusion at all. This is not predetermined. Just you're just, you're just looking for content for your podcast. Exactly. Mm. Biggest alibi that's there is. Enough. Yeah, yeah. So you don't have a good feeling about your matchup this week. Certainly, oh. sleeper doesn't seem to have a good feeling about you this week. Yeah, and I keep looking maybe, at my lineup and like, there's not really anything I can change. And I think it's just mostly yeah. that. Um, no sleep is just not as affected by the buys as I am yeah. this week. So he can still play. Yes. I mean, he doesn't have digs, but other than digs, he still has all of his other heavy hitters. So yeah. Uh, like, well, 
I don't feel that I, my flexes. I feel bad about like I'm playing two tight ends because I feel like they, they actually are my best options. And uh, I have Naeem Hines in flex right now, but I don't know if he'll stay there. Um, yeah, he's the only one that I I maybe wouldn't play. I reckon I would play those two tight ends. Yeah, and I'm looking at um, so then I could play Ramondre Stevenson or Nelson Aguilar, both on both Patriots players, both against. So they're both against the Jets, which is good. But that's true. I don't know. I think they're throwing me off with the the pr- low projections for Ramondre Stevenson. He's down to like four point four, and I know he's a risky play anyway. But I think he could have some nice upside. It'll depend. It's sort of it's psychologically interesting, isn't it? Because I do that too. That that <laughs> I put the player that has the most points predicted in my lineup, even yeah. if I'm not ultimately just because I like the sort of. I like the feeling to get that of feedback. The feeling. Yeah, a little bit of reinforcement from um, from the computer. Um, yeah. As much as I say they don't matter, they definitely do mess with your head. I wish there's a way you could just turn them off, and then you could just make yeah. your decisions accordingly. <laughs> I did turn off those the little character guys who throw stuff at each other. I I turned oh, those off on the app. I didn't know you even could. Yeah, yeah, you can turn those off. Yeah, it's a much better experience. <laughs> so like does it not have any of that at all like it just starts at the teams at the top like they have the, yeah, the yeah. guys in the background and it could yeah i could see that being way easier to scroll through everything yeah it yeah it just makes it cleaner i think and and you know i already struggle with the idea that i'm playing like a kid's game doing this and having little <laughs> cartoon characters <laughs> chucking stuff at each other i think it doesn't help um, <laughs> Yeah. Your family's like, what are you doing, Dad? <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> well, one of these days I'll um, I'll try and get him into it, but uh, not yet. We'll have yeah. him take over Sibley's team. Well, I mean, uh, he might be more mature um, <laughs> when it comes to coping with injury. I don't know. I love it. Got to get your um, digs in. I did, I'm looking at Sibley's lineup <laughs> now because he's only projected for 98 points. So he's actually so starting well. Devin Duvernay. Oh dear. But the thing is, I mean, Derek Henry will get 98 points. I think that's why his projection is 98. Still, look, you never know, do you? These these players all could just have a good week. And and also by the time people hear this, they will know whether or not that's happened. So um this is not trenchant analysis, is it? I will predict that um that Jambrosa will get back on track this week. I'm going to not only predict a win over Aaron T Ford, but he'll also get a win over the median. So then he'll move up to five and nine. I think Jambrosa has got a really good team. I, you know, he's got Brady. He's got Adams. He's got Ridley. He's got Hawkinson. He's got Robinson like that. He just needs a cup, like some, he needs Ridley to pick back up and Robinson to play the way we know that he can and you know he'll be and fine jacoby myers just needs to find the end zone one time <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. poor guy. seriously i was yeah. watching that i don't know if you saw it probably not because i don't know how many games you can actually watch um but i can watch them all i i've um but i i, I don't that's my problem but i, I can watch them but i haven't but go well, i figured just like for what time they come on what so like if it's the noon games would come on around what one AM your time on Monday. Yeah, I can't see them live, but I um I've got Game Pass, so I can I can watch them all. 
afterwards. But gotcha. um, and yet, very occasionally, I can I can listen to the night game if if I'm not super busy. Um, but yeah, but I always try. I always always watch the Steelers game, and I, I try to catch as many as I can. But yeah, it just doesn't have the same lure if you're watching it after it already happened. At least to me, it doesn't. Well, if, yeah, if you know what's happened, um, you, usually you just you can get the little six minute highlights. So I usually do that. And um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it means some of the subtlety of the games I don't get. But anyway, and what else? Who else is? Yeah, no, I think Jim Bros will be fine. Um, I think yeah, Adam Jeffrey. I think will win the league. I think. Oh, you're just saying that because you don't want to be too uh, too cocky about your own team. Well, uh, it's not that. Uh, <laughs> well, it's partially that. Um, look, I'm in a good position. Look, I'm happy with how I am, but I think Adam Jeffrey's got a very deep team. So and he's trying to make even yeah, more moves to get deeper or better for the starting lineup. Well, let's see. Whoever he picks up off the waiver wire in two weeks' time will be the lead back of whichever team he's picked him up from so it's true um, because he's from the future we just can't compete with that he's from the future i mean i think anyway, what's but... really put him ahead debo samuel and mike williams have both been so good mm-hmm. this year and they both went so yeah. late so that made more than made up for him taking travis kelsey which doesn't even look like a bad pick at number four overall no kelsey i think there's no problem at all doing that these days um I've got him in like the most leagues I've ever had him in this year because I made a point to try and get him so I don't have to worry about tight end because we've seen how that's gone Mm -hmm. for me in this league. Oh, yeah. It's just such a pain in the ass, isn't it? What sucks is that I actually drafted Gusecki and I just gave up on him after he goosed week one and he's actually been good every single week since then. Well, I picked him up. Oh, you're the one that has him? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome. He's been great. Yeah, thank I'm you. Sure. Yeah, no, I, um, I, because I did that trade for Kittle and um, he got right. injured, so I just grabbed him when I saw him, and yeah, no, he's been great ever since. So thank you. You've had no tight end issues. You went from Fant to Kittle to Gasecki, so good for you. Yeah, and that's yeah, why I've you're at the top there. of the league, and I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, but look, it just can change in a moment, can't it? I'm going to take you down because you're going to start or you're going to bench all your star players. Well, exactly. Just for content. Just, just for, for content. content. Not collusion. The other C word, content. Not well, because it's a service to everybody to have a um, engaging and amusing podcast, right? Of course. And speaking of engaging and amusing and content, this is a segue. Um, I wanted to go. do. Okay, yeah, flag it for me. <laughs> this is a segue. We are moving on to a different topic. <laughs> Everyone, brace okay. yourselves. Okay. Um, I had a fun idea we could do for the spooktacular. So I'm hoping that we're both prepared enough for this. But we're going to do a fantasy draft. But we aren't drafting football players. We're drafting monsters to be football players for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with you and we're going to just fill out four different positions and we cannot both pick the same monster. So is say if you pick a zombie, I can't pick a zombie. And I'm only saying a zombie because I don't think a zombie would make a good football player. So I don't plan on drafting one. 
unless you have a good. I have, I have not picked a zombie either. No. Okay, cool. I so too slow. And we're we're not going to do a NFL. snake draft because a snake draft is just kind of weird to do when there's only two people. So we're just going to go back and forth. <laughs> All right. So fair enough. We're going to have you start us off. Tell us what monster you're drafting, what position they're going to play, and why they'll be good at that position. Okay. Well, um, there was a Dutch chess grandmaster called Max Hervé. I don't know if you ever heard. And he said about chess that the best move to make is not necessarily the best strategic chess move. It's the move that your opponent least wants you to make. Um, and so because I'm up against you... With my first pick, I'm obviously going to choose the Wolfman. I was um, afraid you're going to do that. That was one of my top choices. <laughs> Wolfman is going in at quarterback um, because during the day, the Wolfman is well-mannered, stand-up citizen, everyday leader. But at night, let's say Sunday night football, he just goes off. He turns it on. And even if the wolfman that I get is not a werewolf and it's you, <laughs> um, it's it's the commissioner of a free international fantasy football league, I'm still getting a lot of positive qualities. So um, with my first pick, the wolfman, I'm happy. Well, that's going to backfire on you a little bit because I would make a god-awful quarterback. So if you're getting <laughs> me, you better make sure you're getting the actual wolfman monster. And Look, not you've myself. got leadership qualities you're good with the media um you know whether or not you can throw a football you know it'd be kind of important for quarterback but <laughs> well it's one of the skills one of the tools in the toolkit all right well let's see anyway, since you turn. took you took the wolf man i will go with dracula vampire dracula at my quarterback position just because i feel that vampires are very elusive they're one of the stronger creatures they can avoid you know pressure from the defense and i have no doubt that they probably are good enough to throw a football as well so as long as we're playing on a night game and or in a well, dome i was gonna say mm. just gotta make sure that we're playing in a dome and at night or I guess we don't have to be at night if we're in a dome. Well, one or the other, then we'll be okay. And I think Dracula will make the moves I need. And if not, he can just simply, you know, turn other people into vampires and get them on our side. Well, and I'm not fully up on vampire law. Like if, if they're wearing a football helmet, very little skin exposed to the sun, are they still okay? Would, would that be fine? Yeah, it varies based on what you're reading. I mean, in Twilight, they just glitter in the sun, but <laughs> that's not the right. vampire I'm taking. I'm not drafting uh, Edward Cullen here, so I'm taking... <laughs> but we, it would be quite distracting for a safety or something to have a sort of glittering that is a good object point. in front of you. I can't change my pick now, but if you want to take Edward Cullen, you can. <laughs> I'll allow it. I, I'll, I'll let you keep it. <laughs> okay. All right, who's your next pick? Okay. Well, so I hope you're going to allow this one. So this isn't a monster, but it is um, something that's going to be popular this Halloween, I think. So I'm choosing for my next pick, uh, Ali, number 199 from Squid Game. Have you seen Squid Game? I have. And I will allow it just since you're going off of like Halloween costume. And I also really like the character Ali. So he's running back 
because as we know from the first game in Squid Game, Red Light, Green Light, he can run, but he can also catch, as we know. It's true. From that it's little um, in and in a point five PPR, which I assume this is uh, useful. Um, and the other thing is he's honest and straightforward. Um, and as we know from Derek Henry, uh, straightforward is the only way to run in the NFL <laughs> this year. Uh, no guile, no tricks, just going forward. So from that perspective, I think Ali would be a very useful running back for my team. Yeah, I'll allow it, even though I don't like it, but I'll allow it. Okay. I, I thought I was going to stretch the rules a little. It's okay. You're allowed I to. I couldn't, couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I have home field advantage. It's my podcast, so I need to allow you to stretch the rules so we're on even playing ground. All right, cool. Okay. Well, then my next pick, I'll also go with the running back here. I'm going to pick Bigfoot. Because he's gigantic. <sighs> Try and tackle Bigfoot. Bigfoot, and he's got those big feet. He can take those runs in stride, and just good luck trying to tackle him on his way to the end zone. So I've got Dracula QB handing the ball off to Bigfoot. Oh, sniped. Sniped. Sorry. You took Wolfman from <sighs> okay. me. Maybe we can make a trade later. Okay, fair enough. Okay, we'll trade. Um, all right, so my pick, I was going to go with a wide receiver. Uh, slender man. Oh, I like um, that. He's tall. He's got long arms. Uh, he can give the illusion of stillness when he can actually appear anywhere. I think he's got no face. So the cornerback won't get any reads from his eyes at the line of scrimmage. Um, and I looked it up. It's a slender man is a piece of modern folklore. Wikipedia says it's from 2009 and as we discussed in the chat a little while ago, the NFL needs to modernize. So uh, having a modern monster in my receiver slot, I think is in service of that goal. So Slenderman, wide receiver, third pick. You're just a team of monsters for the people. I can appreciate that. Look, it's me. <laughs> All right, well. my other, I, I did have a backup, which I could tell you later, which I also like, but I'll, um, I'll let you go. Well, we haven't had any. Well, you did snipe me on Wolfman. I guess you, I sniped you on Bigfoot. So I'm going to mm -hmm. take one that's. I'm going to go with my tight end position here. And I'm going to take okay. Frankenstein's monster at tight end just because he's such a, another big brute guy. And I just think he can do well blocking. And I think he'd also be able to do all catching the ball because he's going to have however many feet on all of his defenders where you can just throw the ball his general direction and he'll catch it it'll be very slow but again another guy that's going to be hard to tackle because of just how huge he is and a whole village mm -hmm. to bring him down very true no i like that that's a good pick good pick okay i'll do my tight end then well i've got two i don't know who to pick from um one was thanos <laughs> because he gets plenty of snaps um but I think I'll go snaps. with. Um, I like that. You like that? Yeah, I have to make sure that's acknowledged. Plenty of snaps. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I'm going to go with Chimera. Is that count? I don't know if that's a traditional monster. No, it's a hybrid, hybrid creature, which is traditionally a combination of a lion, a goat, and a snake. Um, and. I'm having that tight end because as we all know, the best tight ends are actually hybrids. They're actually <laughs> wide receivers. Um, Pitts, Waller, Kaseki, 
Kelsey. I read a stat the other day that Gasecki lines up at the end of the line, 6% of snaps, 94% he's in the slot or he's out wide. Um, uh, so the Chimera usually has a line out the front, which is good for running routes. He's got a goat slightly further behind, which is good for blocking, I imagine, which you know means you're on the field. And then he has a snake for a tail, which I think would be good for yards after catch. So uh, I think that's very useful tight end. I like the pick. I was myself when I was trying to go through the picks, I was like, I need to stay away from Greek mythology because there's way too many cool creatures. And my whole team (laughs) would end up being all Greek mythological creatures if I went down that rabbit hole. (laughs) So a minotaur, I should have done that. That would have been good. That was on my list. That was one of them. That Mm. and the chimera the cerberus i mean there's so many cool <laughs> greek creatures so i like the problem with that. the cerberus is you don't want a three-headed backfield oh god you have all <laughs> all of the dad monster jokes lined up today i love Sorry. it <laughs> okay don't you know when you have a kid before you leave the hospital they say you know um they say i'm hungry and if you don't say hi hungry i'm dad they don't let you leave they don't let you leave like you need to sit here and think about what you've done but you clearly aren't ready to be a dad yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then I have my wide receiver position and I'm going to go for what the NFL has liked recently. The field stretchers, the ones that can break away from defenders and get the wide open touchdown catches. And you wouldn't think this right off the bat, but I'm going to go with a witch because my witch is going to hop on her broomstick and just zoom all the way down the field, get wide open catch the ball one-handed in the end zone and get us the game-winning touchdown. I think, I mean, you can't defend against that. It's hard to, I know. I think they're trying to implement a rule to not allow her to have the broom, in which case it might not want her. But for now, we're going to exploit those rules. I think that's fair enough. You know, you play to the rule book and, you know, until they bring in a law, which presumably they can't do mid-season, go for it. Yeah, and so that mm. we each have four people now. Did we want to extend to an additional player? Or do we want to leave it at our four monster team? Well, I, I have one more. Okay. I had, well, I, I don't know. Do you have any more? Yeah, I can go further. I've got I've got one more. So, well, I've got two. I was going to have Bigfoot as my kicker because you want kicker to have a Bigfoot. Yeah, that was actually what um, I was looking at because I was like, wait, who can be my kicker? And I was like, oh, I already drafted Bigfoot to be my running back, so I can't do that. <laughs> but I have one more um, wide receiver. Um, so Cooper Cup is the number one wide receiver on the season, apparently. And we are led to believe that this is because he's been having breakfast with Matthew Stafford. So I looked up animals that are only active at dawn. Um and apparently this is called matatunal, a matatunal animal, which is a type of crepuscularity, as you know. Um, of course I knew this. And of course you knew. Um, and there's the two, um, I have to pick between two. A bat is crepuscular and often matatunal. So that's quite Halloween-y. Um, and so is a praying mantis. So uh, either of those, even though those two creatures are probably by themselves quite small and easy to block, Prey Mantis you could just stand on, I assume. Yeah. Doesn't take a very good cornerback to do that. But if they're having breakfast with Matthew Stafford because they're active at dawn, um, that appears to be 
how one becomes good at fantasy football. So uh, let's go with a crepuscular matutinal bat. Wait, what can I will allow this if you want. Do you want to have a praying mantis riding a bat? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> as as long. Well, as long as there are seats at Matthew Stafford's table, at his breakfast table, for all of these creatures, because that's the key, I think. I don't know how I'm going to top that. Okay, so you've got <laughs> you've got um, a praying mantis riding a bat at breakfast with Matthew Stafford for your second wide receiver. Put him in the slot. I think that's, yeah. <laughs> it's a slot receiver, of course. Slot receiver, yeah, definitely. Well, I'm going to go with a defense. I'm going to go with an ogre, oh, yeah. not just any ogre. I'm going to go with Shrek because all we know Shrek is good at is yelling at people to get out of his swamp. So he's not going to allow anyone mm-hmm. into his swampy end zone. That sounded like a euphemism. I did not mean, <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's going to be my whole defensive unit and he's going to make sure that praying mantis on a bat does not get anywhere near the goal line. I think that's a good pick. I think that's a good pick. Are there any Scottish defenders in the league? Because Shrek's Scottish, isn't he? Or he's got a Scottish accent. Yeah, I think he did get one. I was gonna, when you said Scottish, I was thinking of Nessie, and I was like, well, we, we would need to have some water to accompany Nessie if Nessie was going to play. That's true. Mm, well, there's been a few wet games. True. Patriot uh, Bucks one, very wet. Well, you got Loch Ness. All right, so let's run through our teams then. I've got. Dracula at quarterback, throwing to my witch at wide receiver, or my running back, Bigfoot, <laughs> and then a tight end. I've got Frankenstein's monster, and I have Shrek the ogre on defense. That's good. I've got Wolfman at quarterback, uh, throwing to Slenderman in the outside receiver slot, uh, or a praying mantis riding a bat in the slot. Uh, Ali number 199 from Squid Game in the backfield and then uh, a Chimera a tight end um, I think that's a winning I think it's a winning team yeah I'm going to regret this but we are going to put this up for a vote and see what the league thinks which one of our teams <laughs> would win in the matchup I already know everyone's going to vote for you just because your voice is just so sweet and convincing that <laughs> No one's going to disagree with your logic. Oh, that's what it is. You've heard it so many times. Fisher will be the first to jump in and say, I'm voting for my best friend's team. (laughs) Well, look, I get my votes however I get them. I'm not going to complain. Lonely Halloween. Someone put an end to me. Please end my suffering. I said, please end my suffering. Please end my suffering. Epilogue. On that note, then, we covered everything I wanted to cover. But before we go, any last words you want to say before you never come on the podcast again until whenever I ask you next? Well, presumably, I'll be there for the championship game. <laughs> I like it. There you go. That, that's what I want. That's no, the, <laughs> no more of this humble nonsense. I know that you're, you know, no, you're I top. think. No, I think it's. Uh, I'm not going to be in the championship game. I don't think. I, th- I think now I'll hopefully be in playoffs. But that's that's all I'm, I'm going to work on from here. Um, uh, uh, so, what was the question? Do I have anything final to say? Oh, yeah. Um, is there any final parting words before you go back to just being the witty guy in chat? <laughs> um, 
no well that that's the position i'm most comfortable in um so i'll i'll just say I'll leave it there but it's always a pleasure chatting um and if you get caught for because the podcast is my favorite part of the league so i'm, I'm glad you're back on on schedule um i know i knew i was letting I think- you down Every time when I was getting ready to do an episode, I'm like, this is for Phonet. He needs this. Yes. Well, need- genuinely, like, if you contrast this league to the Dynasty League, this league, way more active. And I think it's because of the podcast. Because yeah, people, because otherwise, there's, there's a conceit in fantasy football, which is that it matters. It doesn't really matter. But if, if, if there's nothing charting progress or reflecting on you know things that have happened it just goes out into the air but with a podcast it seems meaningful you know so i think it's very valuable service so well, you're welcome uh, keep, keep going it, yep, uh, I, I, I know that to... I, there's, a, there's a slightly sarcastic tone in my voice that i'm hearing but <laughs> i don't mean it sarcastically it's great no i know because I you were the one that people. first offered when we started you were gonna do like write up a column every week and i was like I love that idea. Oh, that's right. It was like, but I was actually planning on doing something as a surprise to you guys. You just kind of beat me this to this. much better. <laughs> and you, you, know, you get the interviews with everyone, get to know them a bit better. You know, it's great. Yeah. Hopefully great, I'm going to so. be back on schedule getting guests again, because there's only so much I can do without you guys getting bored of hearing me talk. All right. But enough about me. I'm going to let you go to bed, finish your drink. Enjoy your night. Thank you. I have, I've drunk most of it actually. I have to say. Well, finish it, it, a, finish a, it off. A Venezuelan rum, it was. Sorry. Well, I had just a coffee, so I was just showing my mug well, to the camera, which is not on. <laughs> hey, my, my camera's on. It is. It is. His camera is on, and I can tell all of you guys that the face matches the voice. <laughs> and that's open to, to interpretation. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's I think good. it's a compliment. It's a compliment. All right, man. It was a pleasure having you on. And I guess we'll see you for the championship podcast. Well, what about the playoff podcast? Yeah, I guess we'll have, um, we'll just have you on from here on out. Well, okay. No, You're going to always happy to. Chat. We'll just have you do the, the podcast. You'll be the new host. Oh, no, I can't do that. I, I, I uh, I'm the color commentator. I'm the, the other one who. I'm I'm the Jim Nance to your Tony Romo. <laughs> no, that's too kind. Um, <laughs> I'm more like um, Jason Witten. Oh God, uh, I don't think we'll put you in that boat. But remember that go. short stint? That was a weird time. That was I remember it because of the Monday Night game with Green Bay, where he said that Rogers pulled the rabbit out of his head. <laughs> uh, hey, look, you know. It's hard talking, isn't it, really? I can tell you that as having to record this every single week, I stumble over my words every other sentence. Yeah. Oh, it's very tricky. Well, but, you know, do you do a lot of takes? Let's have a look behind the curtain. You, sure. The so I, um, I will record. If I'm recording just by myself, I'll say what I need to say. If I stumble across a sentence, I'll just stop and I'll repeat the sentence that I was saying. And then I'll just cut out the part where I stumbled. And then obviously if we're uh, recording like we are here, there's really no way around that. So I'll just leave the stumbles in unless it was like a whole thing where I lost my train of thought and had to delete a moment, but haven't had as much of those lately. Maybe I'm getting better at this. 
practice makes perfect, right? That's true. And I've had, this is the 40th episode of practice. So there you have it. Is it 40 episodes? Look at that. Yeah. You'll have to do something for the big five. Oh, oh no. I have that added pressure now. And that's going to be close to championship time probably because that'll be, um, I guess, 10 weeks from now. Yeah. There you go. Assuming I'm on on time for all those weeks. so That's true. You you have to keep the pace up now. Could, Could be a big ask with how this season's gone so far, but we'll see. I should be able to get this one done since we already did our interview. We just need the power rankings. That's it. I, That's I just it. know Coys anyway, and I well, have to be running dry on ideas at this point. <laughs> I don't even understand Coys' first one. I don't know anything about um I don't even know what SEC stands for. It's a uh, part of college football. Uh, so it's like the different schools that are part yeah, of the I, SEC conference. Um, whatever state those schools are in is what he was considering what does it mean what is literally what does sec mean well i could just google it couldn't i you could but and i should know this but i don't watch college football so i just know it as sec from like secondhand let's have a look so everyone can make fun of me for not knowing southeastern conference there you go Uh, it's right there i knew it was a conference now go. everyone can laugh at me for not knowing. No one will laugh at you because you're the Australian. You aren't supposed to know that stuff. But as the American, I'm supposed to. I am um, I am interested in college football as a phenomenon, but um, I, I don't know anything about it. I read I read a book about it once, and it just it seemed so horrifying that, um, I, you know. I, I just can't I, get I into it because there's too many teams, so it's hard to, like, pick one to root for. And, and Right. And then does your college the same. have a team? My co- yeah, they did, but they weren't like um, I wasn't one of the main college, you know, like Alabama or any of those big schools. We were I went to Illinois okay. State, so our claim to fame is James Robinson on Sibley's team. Hey, look at that! He's there literally all we have. If you remember Cam Meredith, we had Cam Meredith also, but I remember Cam Meredith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, slightly less a light, but yeah. Yeah, but that's it. Those are the only two I can think of, at least from Illinois State. So we don't, we aren't really a football school. We're more now of a what teacher determines school. whether or not you're a football school. How does that culture form? They it probably back when they first established it, because I don't, I'm not a college football historian, but I know they have them. Um, <laughs> sorry, set, sorry. Well, they've got them like they've got them. You're like, American. Um, they're divided by divisions. Like there's D1 schools; those are the main schools like those are the main competitive football schools and they've got d2 d3 like the lower you go right the less competitive they are for football so usually the d1s are matched against each other but like because every college is going to have a football team and there's however many hundreds of thousands of colleges in the u.s so yeah right i watched that um last chance you did you watch that i did not watch it but i know of it yeah yeah that would probably was, um, be interesting to watch. It was it was good. The only thing was I I didn't understand it structurally. I didn't quite get what it meant to be there. So um, yeah, and I, I suppose I could have looked it up, but I didn't. But it was it was quite compelling TV. I thought. Well, yeah, but what you is got the, all these uh, guys trying to pursue their dream, and it's literally in the name, their last chance at trying to achieve that dream. So they're going to give it their all. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to yeah. say, though? Oh, I was just going to ask what the Illinois State mascot is. 
the oh, red birds we're the red birds which is just a fancy way of saying cardinal <laughs> are we are you legally not allowed to say cardinal <laughs> no i think we're allowed to i mean there's plenty of teams called the cardinals but i don't know why they originally chose red bird but um yeah our mascot is reggie the red bird and he looks okay. very similar to the cardinals uh you know the nfl cardinals cardinal except maybe a well, little bit nicer looking well because we don't have cardinals here and i i do remember when i first saw a picture of one it does look like a cartoon animal it doesn't look a lot like the cardinals logo it's yeah oh that's funny because that's the state bird of illinois is the cardinal and so i do see them a lot yeah and uh the the male ones are those bright red ones the females just look like a regular bird that's like how all birds are you know the the males are always the flashy ones right right are there other i know this is a bit off topic um (laughs) are there other other are there blue cardinals and green ones and no, nah, just just the red, red just males, red. and then they're like a grayish, brownish color for the females. Right, like more of like a gray, you know, like a typical regular bird coloring. Okay, and what's the state bird of Wisconsin then? Yeah, that I I should know. I don't know that. Let me let me Google that. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> so I feel like you were trying to wrap up about ten minutes ago. I've <laughs> just been asking. Oh, you it's, it's, no, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> they can deal with it. If people don't want to listen to this, they can just turn it off. But um, look, do they not want to know about natural history? I mean, come on. They should. It's it's the robin. The robin is the uh, Wisconsin robin. bird, which you see even more of those than you see cardinals. They're everywhere, and they're surprisingly nasty. Like as in like they? mean, they're like kind of mean. Yeah, if you get anywhere near their ma- their nest, they'll attack you because they're super protective. Really? Yeah, I know because um, interesting. When I was over at my wife's house once, they had built a nest literally right above her parents' doorway, and we were just trying to mm-hmm. get into the doors, and all of a sudden we had robins like flying at us because we were near their nest. Right. It's actually kind of terrifying right. to have birds just coming right at your face. Yeah, well, we get magpies and things here who really do go for you if you get too too close what's your country's bird the emu uh yes but it's emu it's not emu oh sorry sorry. i'm so so uncultured (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah i think it's the emu and uh my state bird is the black swan i think so So you do have states in australia yeah yeah We've is that like what all the cities are called? Or? Oh, yeah. What are the states called then? Uh, well, uh, so the, there's uh, Queensland, which is in the sort of top right hand. Then you've got New South Wales, which is slightly further south. And you've got Victoria, which is at the bottom, sorry, uh, the sort of southeast. And you've got Tasmania, which is an island by itself. Uh, and you've got South Australia, which is in the middle at the bottom, and then you've got Western Australia, which is the the sort of western third of the country. And then above South Australia, you've got the Northern Territory, which is a territory, not a state. And then clustered within New South Wales is the Australian Capital Territory, which is where Canberra is, um, which is the capital of Australia. Uh, and that territory was established because Sydney and Melbourne couldn't agree who got to be capital of Australia. So they said, fine, neither of you can have it. We're going to make a whole new um, purpose-built city just to be the, the capital. So I never so knew any of that. I'm not good at geography in general, though. 
like I, I could that's you're lucky I could name the United States, but that's about it. It's um I mean it's not particularly interesting. So um yeah, it's um yeah, but but look, it's all it's all new information. So we've I feel like we've learned a lot today. This is an educational podcast, really. Yeah, we should rebrand stuff you should know. Oh no, there's already a podcast called that. <laughs> Literally verbatim, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Good. All right. Well, okay. Well, I'll let you. You get better. Get your day started, and I'll get mine finished. And we'll see how everything shakes out uh, on Sunday. Yeah, sounds good. Um, hopefully, you can pull off the win. Hopefully, I can pull off the win, and um, we can laugh at Sibley when he doesn't. Yeah, but he'll just whinge about it, won't he? God. <laughs> I just like to imagine him like late at night. You're like in the middle of the night, you're sleeping, and he just calls you and is just crying about his team. <laughs> Why won't they just win? Well, it's 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 more a sort of um defeatist kind of oh the season's over. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, kind of like Fisher. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, it's a sort of uh, a similar version to that. Um, but look there, but for the grace of God, go I. I mean, I could, my whole team could be obliterated on Sunday. So who knows? Um, well, we all hope that doesn't there's happen. No, nothing on the waiver wire. It's, you know. Yeah, that'll be me. Don't worry. I'll be the one taking the brunt of it from no sleep tonight. And I want to get no sleep back on the podcast. I want to hear from him more because... He's trying to give you a run for your money on those quips and chat. Yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. There's lots of funny people in the chat. It's good. I just wish I had J Mart's artistic capability. I think that's um, we should, we need to just submit a picture of all of us to J Mart so he can draw a group portrait of the league. I forgot yeah, that's a good idea. I forgot to ask if he because didn't Derek Henry um respond to one of his tweets i think yeah i wonder if he's been working on it we'll have to ask him in chat and see if he's had any uh feedback or if he started on that or not maybe he was busy doing that instead of um removing chubb out of his lineup that's what it was where did we come down with that i can't remember i i moved him i essentially went with um fisher was okay enough with it so i said i'll move it out but if it happened you know another time this season i'm gonna leave it as is so it's kind of like a Fair warning. Fair enough. Yeah, I think it's fair because I agree with what you said. Like, we are free league, but we are also probably the most competitive league I'm in, and I'm in money leagues, and I think this league's more competitive than those. So I want to keep the integrity as much as I can, but I also want to give everyone a fair shot and be understanding if someone was busy. So yes, well, the Thursday night one's tricky, and I think Chubb was quite a late withdrawal, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember, but. Like I said, you know, everyone will get a free shot. I'm not going to just do it every single week or anything, but I think you're. Well, I mean, I that. ask you to do it every week. So, well, yeah, I think that that's what the difference is, is that we all know you're going to bed and you let us know ahead of time, like before they're locked yeah. in the lineup. You're like, hey, since I'm going to sleep, if this is a game time decision, please do this. And I think we're all okay with that yeah. because we know you're not awake. <laughs> I'm not awake, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that all resolved well. So yeah. I haven't had to do that for you yet. Like it's actually worked out for you where they're all um Yeah, helping. yeah, it's been all right. Yeah. The, the, the little uh, blurbs have been pretty predictive about 
Oh, it looks like he's going to play. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go for real this time so I can do some no more natural history inquiries from me. That's all good. I'll let you have to save some material for next time. That's true. I'll I'll ask you about the state mammal. (laughs) I don't even know if we have a state mammal, so I'll have to look up on that and I'll get back to you. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, man. You have a good night. Great talking to you as always. You too. Nice chatting, man. Talk to you again. See you, mate. Bye. I've come from a land.